Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line of plot holes or two it is poopies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy An immortal Scottish swordsman must confront the last of his immortal opponents A murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize This is Highlander And there can only be one Which is not the movie that we're reviewing. No, no. The the original Highlander movie is absolutely unimpeachable. A classic. Should never be touched. And if you read the description of our podcast, we only do bad movies. So that can only mean two things. Plenty of sequels to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And if you hear any meowing in the background, that would be Caster Troy, our podcast studio cat. Woo! He's <laughs> Caster Troy! He's Caster Troy! <laughs> and I can, uh, I can tell you, he can't eat a peach for hours if you leave in the trash. <laughs> anyway, enough face-off references. Let's, uh, let's get to the business. But first, I'm a little parched. Mm, I am too, my dear. What kind of beverage do we have available to us? Well, in honor of the Highlander, we have uh, a selection from 21st Amendment Brewing, Hell or High Watermelon. Ha-ha! Uh, it's a nice little wheat beer with uh, watermelon mixed in, uh, pretty low, about 5% alcohol. But uh, here we go. You want to All right. Or... So, um, 21st Amendment has stuff in cans. Woo! All right. Mmm, nice and highly carbonated. She's drinking, she's drinking. She seems mm. to enjoy it. That is a really delightful beer. Yeah, this is a, a good all-day drink of beer. Really light, mm. real good, real flavorful. Almost no hop. So if you are a hop head, this is not the beverage for you. Um, you can taste the watermelon, although it's not fake watermelon. It tastes like real watermelon. It's a nice uh, malt forward light beer, which I know it sounds crazy, but like the only thing you really taste in it is kind of malt and watermelon. But it's really refreshing, highly carbonated, delightful. Yeah, I agree. It's just, mm-hmm. just fantastic. Yeah, nice light beer. Not a, not a whole lot going on, but still full body somehow. It's kind of weird. So those things doesn't need, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't need more going on because watermelon is such a delicate flavor, you'd lose it. That's yeah, true. So... All right, so today's podcast is going a little different. Usually we go back and forth just talking about, hey, do you hear our kitties in the podcast studio? Meow! Just showing off for you. 
All right. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Normally, we would go on and on about some sort of movie and pick it apart bit by bit. Like I said, today's going to go a little different. A little different. Because it is Highlander, and that can only be one. Yes, what uh, what the main point of this discussion will be is we'll kind of go over the uh, the Highlander cinematic universe, and then Izzy and I will decide via debate which sequel was worse, Highlander 2, The Quickening, or Highlander 3, The Final Dimension, slash Sorcerers, slash Final Solution, or whatever five names that you've had over the years. Except for Highlander 2 is no longer Highlander 2, The Quickening. It's been recut into a different film, which is now Highlander 2, The Renegade Edition. And we will talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, for those, uh, those of you who haven't seen the original Highlander, check it out. It's uh, <laughs> Basically, we had to sum it up real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, a man from the Scottish Highlands, uh, I think 14th or 15th century. You know, MacLeod. Yeah, Connor MacLeod. Uh, from the Braveheart days, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically finds out that he's immortal. <laughs> oh, magic! Uh, you know, the old-fashioned way, by, like, getting stabbed a bunch, dying, and then coming back, uh, like, a day later. And, of course, everybody exiles him, because they... Uh, obviously, he's in allegiance with the devil. He's a witch! Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's exiled, and then he runs into a Spaniard, played by Sean Connery, uh, named Ramirez. Because <laughs> Sean Connery is the first thing I think uh, of when I think exactly. of the <laughs> Exactly. And he teaches them, no, you're part of a line of immortals, and the only way you can die is if you're beheaded. And so throughout the centuries, these immortals have fought each other with swords and cut each other's heads off, and then you gain their power. Through the um, chistening. It's called the quickening. <laughs> but, yeah, it's basically like a super... It, it's kind of like, uh, imagine if, uh, magneto orgasm. Lightning bolts and stuff in every direction. Ah, ah. Everything getting pulled towards them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I think I have a new director's cut of uh, Days of Future Past. No. Um. <laughs> Days of Future Past, the Highlander edition. <laughs> Um, and in the original movie, there's one evil barbarian guy who's going around killing all the immortals and getting their power, so he's super strong. Um, spoiler, though, it's not set entirely in the 14th century or whatever. What? It's in 1986, New York. <gasps> you know, the same one production costs and stuff, too. Sounds but, uh, dumb. But, yeah. Actually, an interesting series to have right after Time Travel Month, because there's a lot of... Uh, a little bit of history. time travel and flashbacks and stuff involved. Is there time travel or is it more just flashbacks? We will talk about that as well. Um, there is an Highlander 2. There is an Highlander 2. <laughs> well, it depends on what edition you're watching. Exactly. If you're watching The Quickening, there's space travel. And if you are watching The Renegade Edition, it's time travel. Exactly. Well, spoiler alert, at the end of the first one, there's the final climax, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Good guy wins. He has his super electrogasm all over the place in the quickening. Um, and basically the fabled prize that everybody is after, mm-hmm. mortality. He becomes just a regular human being to live out the rest of his days. End of story. No need for sequel. None whatsoever. I don't know what you're talking about. However, the first one made a lot of money. Even though the critics hated it, it has a uh, Rotten Tomato score in the 20s. Uh, but the people loved it Yay! with a score in like the 70s. Yay! 
So everybody was begging for a sequel. And that comes Highlander 2, The Quickening. As in, quick, we need a script. Can you please get us one? (laughs) Okay. So I have not seen The Quickening in a gajillion years. Like, I think I watched it once when I was a kid and went, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I was... Yeah, probably about 13, 14, yeah, a teenager. Yeah. A couple of years. It had been out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd seen Mike Highlander on TV, and so I was like, oh, what, there's sequels to this? I can go oh. check it out, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so in rewatching the Renegade edition, which is the only edition you can get now, you cannot get the Quickening. It like, If you own a VHS copy of the Quickening, copy that shit to DVD and sell that shit on eBay, because I know people will want it. There's a market for bad movies out there. Um, so the Renegade edition, in watching it, and... Like, I realize it's been recut in that. But, um, yeah, they, they brought up some interesting points. Like, oh, no, he didn't actually win his mortality. He just got old because he stopped, like, using his powers. So... And, like, interesting uh, things. Yeah, so, okay. So, I guess in, in the original... Oh, the, but the, sorry. The I, quickening. I, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. What my point was with that, sorry. It was, was point? Okay. Uh, yeah, it actually was... In rewatching it and realizing that it's been recut in that, but I really, truly believe that that script, whatever chaotic script it was, I think that was supposed to be a different movie, and they went to the whoever wrote it and went, the only way this is getting made is if it's a sequel to something. That happens a lot in Hollywood when they need a quick sequel, and somebody's been passing a script around, and they make some changes to make it fit into the universe, which usually makes it a really bad sequel. True, true, true. I mean, it happens with, like, Cyborg and mm-hmm. basically any canon film ever made, like yeah. Masters of the Universe and all that. Yeah, but they were supposed to make other ones, and it's like, no, unless you attach to this franchise, it's never yet made. Hmm. Yeah, that could very well be it. Well, what, does that make more sense than The Quickening does? It does make more sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's Check Out Islander 2. It's, it's better than it was. Um, yeah. Basically, originally, it was a story where Karl McLeod was getting old. It was mm-hmm. set uh, about 40 years after the original, so he was in his 70s or mm-hmm. 80s or whatever, because now he's mortal. Um, and he had helped. The, the ozone layer was dying because uh, it was the early 90s. Remember, that was a big thing. still is. Um, right. And so he devised this shield that helped protect the world from UV rays, mm-hmm. um, and they'd been under it for about 25 years. Um, and But... But then, you know, the world was all dark and everybody was angry and crime rates were up and everything because... Nobody's seen a tree. Yeah, nobody's seen a tree. And there's one big corporation that runs the shield and kind of runs just about mm-hmm. everything. Um, and then in the original version, what happened was basically you find out that the Highlanders are actually aliens from the planet Zeiss. What? And there's still this planet um, and an old enemy of... Connors, or I forget what his alien name is, it's something that he I'm sure, um, sends down a couple people uh, from the planet Zeiss to kill him, even though he's about to die of old age or whatever anyway. It's a really weird plot thing. Um, but they go down there, and uh, Connor is able to kill them, but then the quickening happens again, and he's rejuvenated, and he's back to 30 years old. And he joins forces with this hot terrorist chick played by Virginia Madsen, and, She's pretty high. And they fight against uh, the evil corporation, and of course his uh, the, the the main bad guy played by Michael Ironsides, who is always amazing. 
uh, he comes down and tries to kill Connor, and it goes on from there. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's, it's a Highlander movie. There's lots of fighting <laughs> and explosions. Um, oh, my God, some of the explosions in that movie are fucking amazing. There are a lot of explosions. There's a lot. Uh, and there's, like, cover boards and right? <laughs> all kinds of weird things going Lots on in that movie. Lots of people. Yeah. Lots of um, jizzing happening. However, that was the story. Oh, and it's the same director as the original. Apparently mm-hmm. he helped with the script, you know, writing, directing, and all that, too. And it was basically everybody wanted to know where the Highlanders came from. And so he responded with, aliens, they're aliens. Yeah. And when they die, they don't die. They go back to planet Zeist. Which also explains why Sean Connery comes back in the second one because yeah. he got killed, went back to Zeiss, and then came back to help out Connor. And okay, one note on yeah. Sean Connery. He's a goddamn pimp in this movie, right? Oh my god, yeah. He's pulling down so much tail. This entire, like, every scene is him just, like, grabbing ass and taking names. Both on and off screen because uh, <laughs> apparently he got uh, brought up with sexual harassment charges on his nine days of filming, of which he was paid. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've seen reports where it was five million. I've seen others where it was eight million. But for nine days of shooting, that's like Marlon Brando type shit. Right. Uh, so that's why he's in the the, the quickening. That's why he's goddamn Sean Connery. Um. So after its release, um, it was basically decided the quickening was one of the worst movies ever made, of which I absolutely agree. <laughs> However, uh, but. What was it, like 2008 or so? Yeah, I think um, they, the director decided to do like a director's cut called the Renegade version, where basically they went through, used a lot of the same footage, mm-hmm. basically turned it from aliens to instead of being sent back across the universe, they were sent back through time from really 500 years in the past to mm-hmm. kill Connor McCloud. Mm-hmm. It, it again, it gets it's like it's just as weird, but it's more. It's all it all takes place on Earth. It's just there's an immortal race, um, and they're sent through time to kill Connor McCloud, even though he's about to die of old age anyway. It, it, yeah. Right. They could if they just waited like <laughs> six more months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it? Uh, was it like? Uh, it all takes place a long, long time ago, and then. Um, Five hundred uh, years in the future. Yeah, Ramirez and Connor were part of like a resistance against. Uh, the evil empire, we'll call them, the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and they were judged and they were exiled to the future as their punishment for being part of this resistance group. Yeah. It, it, it's like, wait, what? So the, fu- the future was ancient Scotland, and then the time they're living in now, which is our future, is 500 years in the future of After ancient that, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it wasn't they were exiled to the planet Earth, like in the original quick name. It was they were exiled to the future. <laughs> anyway, it's a pretty cool movie. Check it out. Like it's, they, The thing that I've noticed with this one, too, is I don't remember there being that many beautiful shots. It you is really, beautifully shot. Because you're really not so confused, that. like, yeah. just trying to figure out the plot. You have time to go, like, damn, these are some gorgeous sets. That slow pan shot of like the opera house. Yeah. There's uh, is it, the apartment. Yeah, the apartment's pretty sweet. Oh my god. Even the fight scene with the like, the porcupine guys and all that. Yeah. Like that's all stage. That's all practical effects, like for the hoverboards and stuff. Yeah. And the the climax explosion and oh. all that. And probably the two best beheadings in all of Highlander lore. It's true. There's some amazing. <laughs> what was my fucking train? Spoiler <laughs> alert! You gotta check that shit out. Decapitation by train. 
Yeah. So it 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 has its qualities, but trying to make sense of the story, you'll <laughs> you'll just kind of scratch your head. Oh, I almost forgot. Doctor Cox is in it. Doctor Cox. <laughs> John C. McGinley's in it uh, for a couple scenes, and of course he's John C. McGinley. Um, you know what? He's John C. McGinley, <laughs> but they tried to slick his hair back as best oh they could. And he looks like Pat Riley. <laughs> he had a little bit of like a um, sideshow Melg thing going. <laughs> oh yeah, the accent he had. Uh, I think I read somewhere he was trying to do an Orson Welles voice, but it comes up more like like JFK kind of. Like it was it's, really all over the place. You know what? That's what's great nah, about nah, him. Nah, 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 nah. What's great about him, though, is, like, he can just be, like, as fucking over the top. Like, he just goes completely over, and it, it just works. Yeah. So, so that's Highlander 2. That's Highlander 2. Came out, um, actually has a zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolute zero. Is that for the Quickening or for the Renegade Edition? It just says Highlander 2. Maybe feel free to check it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So Highlander um, 3. Highlander 3, The Final Dimension, also known as The Apology. <laughs> uh, basically, um, oh, sorry, uh, number 2 came out like 89, 90, I think it was like 3 or 4 years after the original in 86. Number 3 came out in 1994, it was called The Final Dimension, or to another parts of the world, it was The Sorcerer, uh, yeah, whatever translated best. Um, and that one, basically there was such a backlash from number 2, they completely disregard number two and they're apparently no longer part of the canon. <laughs> it's um, true. But at the end of the first one, it was basically a nice little wrapped up story. He became mortal and that was that. So how, and there's no more immortals for him to kill. He, he got the prize. So how do you make a sequel? Well, about 400 years earlier, he was in Japan mm -hmm. and he was learning from a sorcerer to make swords. Allegedly, he was going to learn some magic after learning to make swords, but first he had to do that first for some reason. I don't know. It's all during the opening credits. And then there's an evil guy played by Mario Van Peebles called Kane? Kane. Kane, yeah. I, I, I keep thinking Khan because he looks like Game of Khan or whatever, but yeah, his name's Kane. And as he's about to learn, uh, he learns how to make a sword, and the sorcerer played by Mako of, you know, Conan the Barbarian lore and, you know, just just legendary throughout uh, Japanese cinema. Um, oh, wait, you, you forgot the part. Before King comes in, the the Master Swordsman, who's also Master of Illusion, tells yeah. Connor, you should decapitate me and yes, take my quickening because <laughs> I have the magic of illusion. Connor says, I can't do that. Then enters Bad Guy. And then enters Bad Guy, who is more than happy to try to decapitate both of them. And he also has his two henchmen with them, too. So they're kind of outnumbered. So there's a lot of sword fighting going on. In blah, a cave. Blah. In a cave, yes. In a cave in Mount Fuganaki or something. Uh, is that some mystical cave where you live? In a mystical cave in a mystical mountain. Um, basically, <laughs> basically what happens is Connor is fighting off the henchmen or whatever. And Cain kills the sorcerer, mm -hmm. but in the resulting quickening, he gains his power of illusion, but it also causes the cave to collapse on top of them, but Connor is able to narrowly escape. And so the three more immortals are trapped in this cave, presumably forever, mm -hmm. uh, while Connor gets out of there without his mentor. And apparently that's when he goes off to New York, and, you know, the first movie happens, allegedly. And didn't, didn't the head talk... Oh yes, okay. Mango, Mango's head did talk okay. when it decapitated. Uh, said something like, 
Oh, I'm not done yet. Ah! And then the quickening collapses the cave. And it, it, that's a really awkward scene. Okay, <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't just like dream that. No, it wasn't a fever dream. Because <laughs> um, that was weird, right? Yeah. So then, then we flash forward 400 years um, to present day 1994. Mm -hmm. um, and there's an excavation. What is it? Like a Japanese company's building their new headquarters or something. And they call in. Yeah super hot archaeologist mm -hmm. because it's in the base of the mountain where this cave is and you know there might be artifacts and stuff like that um so and they and what if it's the legendary workshop of the sorcerer workshop of the sorcerer Noanaki yeah oh yeah but sometimes myths come true <laughs> and there's a lot of dubbing to fill in that oh. <laughs> um but spoiler alert they unlock the cave they unlock the bad guys and now, uh, immediately one of the bad guys who was in there gets <laughs> decapitated. Yeah, like, that immediately. It's like you waited 300 years to do that. 400 years. I assume they were in there. I don't know if they ate. I don't know if they shat. I, I, I'm circle jerk is all circle jerk. All circle jerks for 400 years. Yeah, 400 years of lucky cookie. <laughs> 400 years of jerking off each other's beards and oh, Mario Van Peebles' voice. It came. Oh. sorry, it's played by Mario Van Peebles in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that the whole it's movie. It's like if Dr. Claw was trying to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dr. Claw, played by Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, but, no. um, so, yeah. yeah, but Okay, so yeah, three of them were released, and they kill like a security guard who, oh, some weird noises coming out of here. But then almost immediately, Kane kills one of his henchmen, so he gets his power. And they're like, why didn't he do this like day two? Uh, I don't know. And, then, you, you and then the other henchman just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I'll still right. help you out. Yeah, that may have been my brother or something, but right. I. <laughs> and so the other henchman, he, he knows there can only be one. Yeah. He, he knows he's fucked. He knows right? that down the line it's going to come to this, but so, so he, like, like until then, I'll be your, your buddy. I'll, I'll be your smithers. Right? <laughs> Except for him, that second one doesn't talk, right? I don't, I don't think there like is. Yeah, if he does, it's, yeah, most of the time he runs and stuff. Like, right. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're, now they're on the hunt for uh, Connor McLeod, who, by the way, is living in, was it like Israel? Was somewhere uh, in the Middle Jordan? East. Yeah, Jordan maybe. Somewhere in there with a, an adopted son. With an adopted son. But, because well, Highlanders can't have children. Technically, we don't know if he's adopted. It just is he has a son. It, he, he, he has a young ward living with him that he calls his son. Right. Um, yeah. They, they do not address it. They, it's simply, there's a son. He's staying in Jordan. Okay. He's staying in Jordan. You're going back to New York because... Why? Because there's... You know, he senses. He senses. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he senses there's another immortal, and this yeah. can only be that. Uh, so he goes back to New York, and of course, the archaeologist finds out that she found the piece oh of the cloud tartan. Yes, but it is slightly changed, and only one person uh, has ever been known to wear this, and supposedly the line died out. But sometime, like ten years ago, a Connor McLeod attempted to uh, try and claim the rights to the family stuff and was denied, but she just has a feeling that he might, just might be related to this one strange offspring of tartan that was found in rural Japan, and she wants to know what he knows about it. Until, because, until because, all right, honey, 
They find an uh, artifact from uh, the Contract Heritage 500 years ago. Okay. Why were they out in Japan? That's a great question. We'll yeah. have to find out. You're a family member, you should know, and right? Be, and being the archaeologist that I am, I'm going to use my limitless budget to fly across the world to meet up with oh my God. This Connor McLeod. Most well-funded exhibition ever. Yeah. So, so they meet, um, and then Connor, as soon as he sees this woman, we flash back to, I don't know, 18th, 17th century France, and apparently this lady's the reincarnation of his former lover. Yes. Um... Yeah, I forget her name is the lover. Um, the lover, yeah. Like Sarah or something. Yes, Alex in present day, Sarah in the past. There we yeah. go. But and by the way, she's kind of a bitch in both time frames. Yeah, kind of. She she's an independent spirit. She's independent woman. Ain't nobody telling her what to do. She's a horse that can't be broken. Uh, except for when she's broken in several love scenes. Wow. <laughs> By the way, okay. So <laughs> there's some fantastic love scenes in this. Okay, so so the director of number three is a guy named Andrew Morahan. Um, you may be wondering what other movies has he made? Was he Steve? He hasn't made other movies other than this one. He has done a shit ton of music videos though. Oh. And it really shows during the love scenes. And so, fun fact, I found out about this. Uh, she was so eager to, like, impress everybody, she did all her own lovemaking scenes. That's right. No, no body doubles. Same with Christopher Lambert. Wow. <laughs> of course, he's like, oh, she's really going to be in there. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it, too. I mean... To be fair, honey, if either one of them was in it, you would go in, too, right? Oh, absolutely. And if, I, <laughs> and if I remember the listing correctly, the only two things he does is kind of lie there and take it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the there's scene like, where he's like attacks the boobies. He has like chew on her nipples for yeah. a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure gently nibbling, but uh, yeah, it looks, it, so. it looks super gentle. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was a good three or four minute scene too. Like it was yeah. <laughs> anyway, watch it for that alone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that was. Uh, so anyway, uh, after they hook up, uh, by the way, th- yeah, that's right. They went back to Scotland to hook up, too. Was it when he had to go back there to, like, she get answers him, like, or something? A, she brought him, like, a chunk of sword, and he had to go back to Scotland That's to right. forge it. Oh yes. And there's a bunch Forges. of scenes of him with his shirt off, and some of them with him wearing a sweater, yeah. forging a Japanese That's sword right, in the middle of Scotland. It was a pretty cool little montage. Beautiful shot again. They, they, they had a helicopter for the day, so they got all the wide-angle shots of mm. the highlands, and that's always good. Yeah, by the way, his forge is in his former home. Yes. That's like 500 years decrepit now. Yes, with all the uh, <laughs> the graves of his former lovers. That, that, right. That's a turn-on right there. Let me tell you. Okay, so <laughs> something I've noticed here at the Highlander universe, they kind of make it seem like, oh, he's only fallen in love like once or twice. Yeah. Except for this right, it seems like he falls in love mm, once or twice a film. Let's say, let's say you do it once a generation, once every 20 years or so. That's mm-hmm. still a good 30 times over the course of 600 right? years, that's right? Right. I mean, that's... that's <laughs> That's playing conservative right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you seen the man? <laughs> yeah, well, oh, uh, Christopher Lambert. I, <laughs> he's, he's an interesting fellow. If you guys seen any of the Highlanders, uh, I'm sure you've seen Mortal Kombat. He's the guy that plays Raiden in the original Mortal Kombat movie. Um, he has a very interesting way of speaking. He really does. 
I, 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 I want to get him and Val Kilmer together and just be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You, you you check check them all out. It's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, of course, number three. There's the final showdown between Kane, the massive illusion, and butchery, blah blah. blah. And then Connor McLeod with his newly reforged sword. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because uh, Kane finds out he has an adopted son, steals him, and therefore plots it all. You know, yeah, that, that kid, <laughs> that movie could go exactly the same if they just relied on their instincts of tracking each other rather than trying to force a kid in there. The kid is completely not needed at all. Not no, really. Yeah, yeah, it's really just reforging the plot. And very well could have just been, hey, kidnapped the girl, or right? hey, kidnapped, uh, I oh my god, I almost forgot about uh, the cop, the detective, the worst detective in the oh history of detective. Oh my god, he is the worst detective. The only detective worse than him was Mick Jagger. <laughs> uh, well, he was a bounty hunter. Mick Jagger in Free Jack was a bounty hunter. Not yeah, a, not but they have to rely on detective skills. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Dogs the Bounty Hunter. I know how it works. Yeah, so so there's a cop. Um, uh, I don't know. I think his name is like Steen or Steel or some shit he's like that. He's not interesting. Yeah, he's not very interesting. He just kind of shows up from time to time. And basically, he's taken over the investigations from the original Highlander movie. Again, I'm just kind of disregarding the second one. Uh, he's kind of like, yeah, my, predis my predecessor couldn't get you. I'm going to nail you, Nash. Because I think his alias is like Russell Nash because he can't be Connor McLeod again. I'm going to get you, Nash. I don't know what, what's going on here, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to nail you. And I'm going to do nothing except follow you everywhere you go. Because again, eventually you're going to slip up. Again, another another department with limitless budget. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like some poor mother who of like six children whose husband's been murdered. And she's like, but I have footage. Yeah, I'm sorry, ma'am, the, uh, the detective in charge. Will he hasn't checked in. Will you be quiet? This guy had a sword fight with somebody eight years ago and the body disappeared in an electrical storm yeah, <laughs> or something. But, but my husband, I need his death certificate to file for widow's benefits. Call the hotline. I did. They said I had to talk to you. <laughs> I know you my cop. No. All right, honey. So we we've so, pretty much kicked these dead yeah. horses. Yeah. So, so which one's worse? Okay. Right. So when we talk about Highlander two versus Highlander three, here's the caveat: Are we talking about the quickening or the renegade version for Highlander two? The way I look at it mm -hmm. is, I go with the initial release because that's mm -hmm. what was in theaters. Okay, so the way no, I'm no. looking at it, so the way I'm looking at it is what can what is available now? The quickening has essentially been erased from the planet, minus a few D VHSs. <laughs> yeah. The exactly. Renegade Edition is the one that is available. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And the final dimension is streaming and readily available to anybody yes, who has Netflix. Exactly. So if you're gonna have a Highlander marathon tonight, which I highly recommend oh. you all go and do. Yeah. Oh. That would be your choice. <laughs> you should do that. We're going to go with the Renegade version because that's the one. And having watched them pretty much back to back, I have to go with that with the Renegade version is a much better film. All right, I'm not going to say much better. It, yeah. It's a slightly better film. Uh, I, I will give you, it's more beautifully shot. It is much more beautiful. Characters are more interesting, and it has Sean Connery. Name two characters in that movie besides Connor and Ramirez. 
the chick he bangs. And her name is? I don't care if the chick he bangs. And there's his uh, his friend who helped him develop um, the uh, develop the, the the shield. The guy with the mustache and the glasses. Mm-hmm. Who has the yeah. office with Three a giant fan in front of it? Also, Doctor Cox. Doctor <laughs> Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, that is his name in the movie now. So. But uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the bad guy in it, just like slaughtering the board in front of the the board of directors in front of Doctor Cox. That was a super fun scene, and you know it. Yeah, that was alright. However, in the third one... Porn. It's a a somewhat more coherent story. Somewhat more coherent story. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about aliens and... Well, these old There were no aliens. There was time travel and porcupine (laughs) people. Because hoverboards existed a really long time ago. Yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, I'll admit it. I mean, there's some good shots, but I'd say 90% of the movie is just kind of by the numbers, action flick stuff. I will grant that uh, Kane is a fantastic character. Kane, I want to know more about him. Kane was a little more intimidating than Michael Ironside in number two. I mean, Michael Ironside is Michael Ironside. Oh, I don't, I don't know. There was that scene where he like pulls the heel out or whatever, and is like taunting Connor. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's necessarily more intimidating. They're just they're very different villains in a weird, like, similar way. <laughs> I, I just had a thought, and it was mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. So ba- basically with number three, they were trying to redo the first one, because the, the bad guy's basically the same. Same Greg, Billy Boys, and blah, 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 <laughs> and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is Highlander 3 the Terminator genesis of the series, where they just go back to the first one and kind of try to do it again? Yeah, absolutely. Flash episode seven. I don't know, kind of the same thing. <laughs> um, Definitely. Where Highlander two, I guess, would be in the Terminator Realm Salvation. <laughs> we just kind of don't talk about it, and it was the quickening. Ooh, actually, I don't know. Highlander three and Salvation have something in common. Mm-hmm. They're both directed by guys who basically just do music videos. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you the real question that's on everyone's mind. I don't know if we'll be able to get to the bottom of it this podcast because it's a very deep, dark question. Really dark. Really dark. Is yeah. Blade uh, the yeah. Black Highlander? It's <laughs> the question has come up. Are Highlanders basically swashbuckling vampires? And yes, they kind of are. Are they daywalkers? Oh, obviously they're daywalkers. So yes. It, so if we were to reboot the Highlander series. Wesley Snipes obviously going to star in it, right? Obviously. Who's going to be the bad guy? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> that was a great question. Put you on the spot there. Mm. Probably has to be somebody with the gravelly voice and the giant part. Or do we go opposite because Wesley Snipes has the gravelly voice? And do we maybe go for somebody oh. German? Oh, shit. Maybe somebody who's Wait, somebody been German. A, a German Highlander? Is that right? Well, let's see. All right, mm-hmm. well, we make Wesley Snipes the bad guy, and we can just call him Blade. I'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> or Blade the Highlander. Or, or Vlad, or something Blade like that. You know, a, a black Russian. I'm done with yeah. it. And then probably a Scottish guy would have to be the lead. He's really going to be a Highlander. Mm. Young Scottish actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, James McAvoy, but that's... No. Oh. Oh. Taken. 
Liam Neeson? No. Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson can be the new Sean Connery. Okay. He, he could be, be Ramirez. Ramirez. <laughs> 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 it's a uh, Anyway, we'll work oh, on this yeah. reboot for you. Uh, sorry, this is the thought I had. But, uh, I like it. Yeah, they're both pretty bad movies, but bad movies you should probably check out. Oh, absolutely. And definitely, I mean, if you have seen The Quickening and you went, Wah! which must have been. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you spell that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for subtitles then. But uh, you definitely should watch the Renegade Edition. It, it, there is some real beauty to it that you definitely miss with a crazy, crazy plot. Yeah. And also there's the Highlander TV series from the 90s, which was... I remember it being okay. Yeah, um, I was showing the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, the Adrian Paul or whatever was the main yeah. guy. And they actually crossed over... Mm-hmm. Uh, in, I assume, a straight-to-DVD movie from 2000 called Highlander Endgame. We need to find that. I think it was. I think that's streaming, too. We may have to watch that for another episode. Honey, I've got an idea for date night. Mm. Oh. Endgame. <laughs> All right, well, shall <laughs> we have another beer? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. All right, so this, is, this beer comes from us from Sierra Nevada. It's part of the... Uh, High altitude pack. High, <laughs> as in Highlander. Highlander. Uh, this one is yes, here in Nevada again, uh, but the chocolate chili stout. Mm-hmm. It's like an imperial stout made with red chilies. I have a bottle opener here. You can hear Steve's keys probably jingly jingly. Oh, this is a good pod. All right, here we go. Good little sizzle there. Yeah. Alright. Chocolate chili stout from the high altitude cities. Let's see what Sierra Nevada has to say about this. Um, by the very nature, Imperial Stouts are bold beers. This version takes another another step towards the dark side with the use of spicy and aromatic dried chilies and rich cocoa nibs for a complex and intense kick. It features notes of coffee, baker's cocoa, and dark fruit with a slight tinge of twinge of heat. Mm, Alright. Mm. Just taking a sip. Really can't see it. Mm. I think it's an imperial stout, so it's absolutely black and opaque. The uh, the light cannot penetrate it. That is very nice. Very very little chili, almost no chili taste to it. You get like a, a just a little bit. So if you're not a spicy fan, you probably want to try this. You get a little of the like chili vegetable flavor on the end for it. But yeah, it's a good imperial stout. Nice, lots of chocolate and coffee notes. Yeah, that one I plan on getting drunk on tonight. Yeah, very good, rich. Yeah, chocolate notes in there. And just a little, yeah, basically like a little undercurrent spice. Almost like, honestly, almost like cinnamon. Like just just a Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, well balanced. Yeah, well done, guys. Chocolate chili stout from Sierra Nevada. Uh, all right. Well, what did we learn from this movie? Well, these movies. Mm. Well, of course, there can only be one. Absolutely. First and foremost, if there's one thing you pull away from any of these movies, there can only be one. Except if there ever is just one, it's, it's always there's another one out there. Well, that's a, again, Highlander is one of those movies. Probably should have never had a sequel. Ooh, what are some other movies that should have never had a sequel? Like they were their own self-contained story and should have never spawned the horrible, 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 horrible sequels that came from. Independence Day. I agree. Independence <laughs> Day. 
I mean, I mean, I'm sure re resurgence or retaliation or what? Insurgent, divergent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the sequel coming out here next month will be fantastic and. Absolutely. Jeff Goldblum will be nominated for a Academy Award. <laughs> well, he's gonna he's gonna show his breasts in all the movie ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's my best actor? This goes to you, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, 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 I want to uh, thank the Academy uh, for for uh, allowing me uh, to show my breasts to the world. Uh, uh, thank you. So Steve, uh, what I have to do in retaliation to that is, in the words of Jeff Goldblum, hmm. Mm. <laughs> I know a good one. Mm-hmm. Speed. Yeah, Speed should have been a standalone. Speed should have just been bad guys dead. Keanu and Sandra Bullock go off and think the bus blows up. Spoiler. Um, then we wouldn't have Speed too, and all would be right for the world. Here's Speed. <laughs> oh, honey. I know another movie we gotta do for the podcast! <laughs> we'll save it for a uh, suck ass sequel moment. <laughs> <laughs> suck ass sequel! <laughs> 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 we have the same song! <laughs> uh, another thing I learned from these movies no glove, no love. That's <laughs> true! There's a scene in number three where Kane happens upon a prostitute. I, I think he's just finding a place to stay and goes to a motel and, of course, a whore is in his room. And she says, no love, no love, hands him a condom. And he eats it thinking it's bubble gum or something and then, like, spits it out. And, and then just penetrates her from behind. And then just goes raw dog. Uh, that's, <laughs> of course, off screen, but, yeah. Yeah, that, this movie has a lot of sex scenes in it. Yeah, yeah, not nearly enough in the quick name. <laughs> Uh, anything else you learned? Hmm. Ah. Uh, there's just so much. Oh, I do know that Connor McLeod has terrible taste in art. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> His for, apartment. For, for being an art dealer, he really keeps the shit. Oh, well, I guess he's selling the rest. Right? <laughs> he's like, well, I guess I can't sell it. So, like, in all of the generations of all of his houses, there's some ugly fucking shit. True. I learned uh, that the quickening is coming through time and space. And and then they're of course like laying in the ground in their own juices for like mm -hmm. thirty seconds. And yeah. And of course that would be the time to strike if you were looking to decapitate somebody. Right. But but yeah. That that would make the movie like long. <laughs> it's just line after line after line. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go first. No, you go next. No, you go next. No, you go next. You said you should go first. <laughs> so yeah, Highlander Cinematic Universe. Check it out. Even when it's bad, it's not that bad. Uh, you know what? Even when it's bad, it's entertaining. Yeah. And that's all you can ask for, Mom. <laughs> At least the Renegade version is. But I, I don't remember the quick name being entertaining in any way. Just, just sitting there with a confused look on your face like, wait, did I rent the wrong movie? Right? <laughs> did I rent the wrong... No, seriously, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, is this just another movie starring Christopher Lambert? Did, did like the wrong VHS get put in here or something? Right? <laughs> <laughs> this, this thing's about like ozone layer and global warming and shit. <laughs> right? This is an Highlander. Yeah. Anyway, well... Yeah.
so for next week. Next week we have a fan choice. Oh, mm. so we went to Target the other day, found a wonderful little four pack of movies for nine dollars. Oh no, honey, it was four dollars. Is it four dollars? Yeah, the other one was twelve. Oh shit. Well, all right, four dollar four pack. Of oh, no, Sylvester okay. Stallone's greatest hits. You help us decide what movie we watch. <laughs> Over the top. Over the top. The specialist. Demolition Man. Or Tango and Cash. <laughs> tango and Cash. Cash and Tango. <laughs> Alrighty. And so until next time, I'm Izzy. And I'm Steve. And this is Everything I Like on Movies. Good night, everybody. Good night. There can only be one.